Hey, ladies and gents, this is Mike Headley back on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. We got another great one for you. We got the talented and experienced REO broker, Mackenzie Crabtree, with the real estate experts. She's going to give us some great tips and insight on how she conquered the real estate business and continue to conquer it. Tune in. Hello, ladies and gents. This is Mike Headley on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. This is a podcast designed for real estate professionals who's thinking about getting a career in real estate or who's already been in the business. We'll learn some great tips and tricks from the professionals and the veterans. Continue to tune in. Hey, ladies and gents, how you doing? This is Mike Kelly. We are back on the Heavy Group Real Estate Show. Uh, I've always said that we got a treat for you. But actually, uh, uh, I got to put it out there now. She's a good friend of mine, and I actually met her uh, at conferences several years ago, many moons ago. And we got this thing we always say is, and we're going to share it to the world. We say, where's the package, right? That's right. how we at work. Um, let's, give a warm welcome. <laughs> let's give a warm welcome to Mackenzie Crabtree with the Real Estate Experts. How you doing, Mackenzie? Yes, sir. I'm good. I'm feeling good today. It's a good work day. Oh, a, first of all, you know, like I said, we keep it honest and real on our show. Uh, I reached out to Mackenzie a while back and put you on glass a little bit. Hey, we don't do my show, right? She's like, Mike, I'm, you know, I'm busy, but I'm going to come on. But she finally took time out. And I want to say thank you for coming on. It's no problem. So, Mackenzie, all right, we're going to dive into this thing here because I know you are a busy person. Um, one, I want to say you are a real estate professional. Is there anything else? And then what made you drive into real estate? What was that urge, that itch? So I have been doing real estate probably since the end of 2004. I had a radio and television career before that, back when radio was like actually cool. Nobody knew what a podcast was. Uh, And you got paid actually to go to work and be on the radio. Um, And I was just in a situation where the the whole market was changing. Um, Radio just wasn't what it was anymore. Uh, And I had the skill set to be able to translate that to real estate. I already worked weekends. I answered a lot of questions. I didn't mind talking to people and, you know, doing presentations. And so anything that I would kind of do in radio, it really translated very well to real estate. Plus, I already had a following. So mm. you know, I would say, oh, try this product and they would do it. And so, oh, buy this house and they would do it. So so let me actually, you mentioned radio and, and as well as television. And I'm quite sure it was. How was that a plus for you in your business in terms of leads, clients? I had a great sphere of influence. I already had people who trusted me mm-hmm. uh, and I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid to do sales per se because I had been selling stuff on the radio the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the same you know, kinds of people and just really helping them accomplish their dreams, goals, buy houses, sell houses. So yeah. And, and you know, the great thing about that, you know what I tell uh, my team as well as other uh, agents who I speak with, I, I say that we're marketers first, and but we happen to sell real estate because we're always right. kind, of, kind of getting ourselves out there. And I think that radio and television, you said it was a plus for you. It is. So. It's definitely. It's being able to market with very little money. Um, it's being able to reach the most amount of people and kind of have your own brand. Um, and it's really connecting with people. The thing about radio, as you know, um, that does translate well to real estate is that people don't necessarily need to be sold. It's not mm-hmm. like buy the car. It's, Correct. 
you know, I, you're a consultant first. Mm. Um, and they always look to me uh, for in, like information or advice, you know, what would you do? How do you feel about it? And since most people that I first dealt with when I got started already kind of knew who I was, the trust factor was already there. Cause you know, real estate agents have a fabulous reputation. Exactly. No. Um, so, I mean, exactly. it just helped. It definitely helped me my first year. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, I, I want to peel it back a little bit. Do you have a niche? Do you have a certain segment that you lock in on or the focus yeah. about that? Yes. So, I started out working um, with Weikert Realtors as the relocation director. Mm. Um, and I started that my first year. And so, when I was approached by our local countrywide bank, uh, they said, you know, you would be really good at this because that skill set of relocation will translate to REO. And I was like, no way, I don't want to deal with like repo homes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I went to this meeting for Countrywide. I was one agent out of three in Charleston County. Uh, and I received every single asset that they had for like the next five years. They Ooh. turned to Bank of America. They outsourced for like into eight different companies. Uh, it's just kind of rolled from there. Um, I really prefer it. Um, I have found it to be a niche. I've tried to get um, as educated as I can as far as the whole procedure, any kind of qualifications, certifications, mm. you know, anything that has to do with that space, I'm the person. And I really have spent like the last 15 years networking and just trying to secure my relationships with people in that industry because I found that, you know, the the product moves, the assets move. Um, and so you have to kind of follow them and you got to make sure that you're in with that company. And if they get sold off to somebody else, you got to be in with that company. And so what I've really tried to do to remain current is really just to kind of follow, follow the assets, follow the, the REOs and just mm. know the trends. Mm. And I'm glad you mentioned, you said REOs, because I don't think you touched on that, what happens to be real estate owned, which is a property that goes right. to foreclosure right. and goes back to the to the entity to be resold. So what would you say to a uh, to a person who says that, uh, nah, REO, there's no money there, or that's easy? Because I, I think I hear well, that. Well, it's not easy. I'll tell you that. I don't right. think real estate is easy. I, mm. I've talked to a lot of people before and they're like, oh, I'm just going to jump into real estate. I see the commissions. Uh, there's a lot more to it. Um, you really have to pay your dues in the beginning. And it's, it, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that you got to do um, so you don't get sued, so you can actually make some money. But for people that think that it's easy or whatever, I mean, I feel like I have a niche for it. Um, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something in that space. Um, foreclosures come from people not paying their mortgages and repeatedly either working with banks or not even really being able to. Um, and they're very frustrated, they're very upset. And at some time, you know, like they're, they just stop paying their mortgage. So these banks are gonna come back and try to get their assets back. You know, you took out a loan, they're gonna want the collateral. Um, so I feel like I'm a very good middle person. Um, I feel like I, I can translate well from bank to person. Because usually by the time that I finally meet up with some of the homeowners who have had a rough time, you mean mm. you just don't lose your house. Right. You just don't stop paying your mortgage right. on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Something's mm -hmm. happened. You had a job loss. You had a mm. death. You had, you know, some sort of a health issue, COVID, right? And, you know, the bank, the bank doesn't care. It's a numbers thing. Um, and it could be a bank, a hedge fund, anybody who owns that loan, they're just going to come after you. And so by the time I would show up, these people are so exhausted 
and just over it. They're so over it. They don't want any more phone calls from collections. They really just want to take it to that next step where they can start over. That's, I would say 90% of people are like that. Some are hang on to it like the whole way. Um, but I feel like I was put in a position where I can really translate. I can be a mediator between the bank and that person in the house. Um, and also it's a situation where I really like working with corporations. I mm. love, I love people, blah, 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 blah. But I, I feel like I do best working with corporations. It's just a no nonsense business. And, you know, we've just kind of worked up to it and I like it. Let me ask something here now. Is it a, uh, is it a team or is it that you have, or is it you, or I, I just want to kind of get in a good idea of assignment comes sure. over. What does McKenzie do? Um, so I have two brokerages, but I have like support staff and just depending upon where we are in the REO cycle, okay. um, I hire as I need and then, you know, kind of just let people do other things. Okay. So like, for instance, I do believe that with all of the deferments, COVID mm. and all of the um, moratoriums, we will see REO this year. We will mm -hmm. see. Okay. At some point, the Band-Aid will come off. I don't know when. You had asked right. me yesterday just to think about, you know, when when is that going to happen? Mm. You know, if you had asked me two months ago, I would have said, oh, definitely March. But we mm. keep extending it and pushing it and pushing it. Right. I feel like this is some sort of time warp back to 2005, 2006. And I can't exactly tell when quite yet but we're, we're getting we're getting very close the market has no inventory it's so ridiculous right now just as far as sellers will just say oh i'm thinking about selling my home and 50 people will offer more money Correct. if you're in a location now if you're in a you know a city that's got like a lot of crime right now nobody will touch it but Correct. um so just considering where we are with that i i would hire going back to your question i will hire um based upon what our need is. So mm -hmm. I have vendors that I've worked with for, um, God, 10, 15 years that know mm -hmm. my expectations and my deadlines. Mm -hmm. I have agents that kind of come and go, mm. um, right? And then Which I have- the, the nature of the business. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, like right now I've got an assistant in Atlanta and I've got an assistant here, but COVID's really funny because it's made everything so virtual. We were doing a lot of stuff pretty much virtually with both markets in the mm. beginning. So it hasn't really been a huge shift for us. So um, I would say as far as asset managers or the people who contact us about the REO properties, they're going to talk to me and I will, I'll get them anything that they need. They probably will not talk to anybody that I have on staff. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Because I wanted to kind of get a good snapshot of how that process works within your, mm -hmm. within your agency. Hey guys, thank you for watching our show. We're going to interrupt you real quickly. We are in the business of referrals. If you know someone looking to buy or sell, residential or commercial here in the North Carolina area, refer us. We really appreciate that. Okay, let, let's shift a little bit. Uh, what would you tell a, uh, a newbie getting into the business, right? And they say, Mackenzie, can you point me in the right direction? I like the niche that you are in. Um, um, what? How, how can I be able to get some assets? So who do I need to speak with? What would you say to that? <laughs> I it's know, funny, right? I had a conversation <laughs> know, right? with a, a gentleman yesterday and he was, mm -hmm. he's contemplating, you know, he's got like a regular salary job and he's like, I think I want to get into real estate and do REO. 
And I'm like, ah, you know, I'm an ARIA realtor pretending uh, basically right now and just playing real estate, just doing residential while mm -hmm. I wait for ARIA. Mm -hmm. So I guess like the best thing that I could probably even tell him is you probably want to sign up with a group who has an established REO reputation. Um, meaning that you find the biggest group that will get all of those properties when they finally show up, mm -hmm. whenever that will be, and right. you become your buyer's agent and you learn from them. Mm -hmm. I personally, I don't hire newbies. Um, I just, you know, we had had a huge, uh, we had had a huge group back in 2007, right before the crash, we had 400 agents and wow. I am a terrible kindergarten teacher. Okay. Gotcha. So okay. When okay. it kind of cleared out and people left the business and, you know, you kind of are sitting there going, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. I was okay with it. Is that bad? I don't know. Um, I prefer a smaller team of okay. people who just know my style and mm -hmm. people who have been in the business for a while. I'm, you know, I'm, I'll be as nice as I can be to anybody trying right. to help you know, Correct. but just so 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 there's really minimum handholding, right? And I, I am a terrible handholder. Oh, <laughs> I'm barely doing homeschool, you know. I, okay. Mm, but, okay. Yeah. So so let's uh shift to pandemic happened. So now yeah. we're not out of the weeds, but again, we're kind of finally got some 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 daylight. Uh, right. Now we are at this space here. Where does real estate experts lie in terms of your business and how are you shifting? How are you moving in this market? So I, you know, I, I had done radio for, for forever too. And so in order to do that, you've always got to be on top of it. You've got to mm. know the trends. You've got to know where the mortgage rates are going. You've got to watch the adverse um, things like with gold or job losses or, you know, is it an election year? I mean, there's a whole mm. bunch of different factors. Mm. Um, so as far as where is it going and where are we right now? So we're about to head into spring and okay. it's funny because again, I have two markets. So Atlanta is ridiculously different than Charleston. Mm. Um, Charleston is overpriced as hell and they, I don't know, they're in a magic bubble. I don't know how long it's going to mm. last, but Correct. both markets do not have any inventory. Mm. So the, the properties that I do receive, a lot of them, um, as you know, when you get them, um, the properties that you get from these banks, you don't necessarily get to list the day you get them. Right. Um, a lot of them are in queue or you have to babysit them or they're, mm. I, mean, I get a lot of problem assets I mm. do because I, I try to get really creative with it. I actually make the effort to figure out the problem. Um, and so that ironically has been a good selling point to other asset managers. And they're okay. like, Oh, I have an, a non-paying borrower in my, mm. in my place as an occupant. You know, I want you to sell my asset too. So that's, it's funny how that's worked. Um, but I've also based a lot of my business on relationships. Mm -hmm. So during the pandemic, while everybody's freaking out, nobody knows what's going on. I called a lot of my asset managers or went on mm -hmm. LinkedIn and, and just people that I had worked with within the last three years. And I said, Hey, how are you? How is your market? Mm -hmm. How are you doing? You know, because I imagine they're just as pent up and scared as we are. Right. Um, and so to me, this whole business, because it's such a small little niche is really based on relationships mm. and, um, you know, you'll get some new people into the fold and they can see your experience and maybe they'll choose other people. But my core people that have been doing this since 
you know, the crash are still doing it in some sort of form or fashion, right. whether they be mortgage brokers or realtors or whatever. And I still keep in touch with them, even though they may not have assets, because at mm. some point they will. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like you said two very good, powerful words right there in terms of relationships and networking, which got you from point A, B and C. Uh, and that has garnished, garnished you so much business in the past. So let's shift it in terms of uh, uh, the networking piece of going to different conferences, meeting different people. Um, love conferences, uh, Mike. Know love, that. Exactly, exactly, right? <laughs> so so conferences is not just all party. It's we're really there for a cause, right? An objective. Right. And since you have been going to conferences, networking, has that on wonders for your business? Absolutely. Mm. So, you know, I feel like anybody can do tasks. I feel like in real estate, everybody can do the same kind of things, whether um, you do it faster or better or you're on it. I mean, they'll definitely come back to you if they can trust you with a property. But I feel like I really do shine at conferences because I feel mm. like this is something I'm really passionate about. I mean, not many people can say that. It's kind of a weird industry to like, and I don't like it for people's detriment. I like it because I really feel like I can get in there and have a conversation with this non-paying borrower and be like, you know, buddy, it's going to be okay. This is going to be your new start. Um, and you know, you don't have to deal with this anymore. So I really feel like I was put into this position with a purpose to really reach people and, and help them. And at the same time, I can help my client get to their goal and i do it you know we've again we've been doing it for so long but we do it well we do it quickly and we don't drop the ball and i would be doing that whether i was doing reo in real estate or just regular sales right. um i'm gonna make a couple of calls i'm gonna make sure that you're pre-qualified with more than your mama does mortgages i'm gonna mm -hmm. make sure that that closing attorney knows that we're closing on the 15th therefore we need to get going mm. um and i may call them more than once so um okay. but i really feel like that in this business you know for as much as everybody does things on paper as much as a lot of it is marketing and stuff there's a real human aspect of it there really really is mm. um, when you're when you're taking a property and you're selling it or you're helping someone buy there's a human mm. aspect to it Mm, and I feel mm. like I do well with that at conferences. I ain't awesome. scared. Awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And, and, <laughs> well, you, that's powerful there. So you walk up, you, you ask for the business. You don't mind asking. And I think that's the jam with a lot of people. They it's, it's a tactical way you have to do it. Instead of, here's my card. You know, we all got our strategies of, of doing that. But I think that's so key. So I mean, uh, and just ahead. to add to that though, it is asking for the business. But I feel like I, I've been in this for so long mm. and at a pace and I, I've, I've been very consistent that I feel like if someone has business and they think of South Carolina or even Atlanta, I want them to think of my name first. Mm. I just, because I've done well for them in the past and mm. they trust me, you know, even if it's new people or new startups, I always make sure that whoever that person is that's new, I have gone in and seen who else they work with because I've probably worked with them. So it's a little bit more than just even asking anymore. It's making sure that you're still representing uh, your state, your, you know, wherever you are and that you're going to do the best job for them and they know they can count on you. Mm -hmm. And that comes from a consistent dose of networking, having conversations. Yeah. 
it's three exact checking on them uh, because like you just said uh, companies change companies buy other companies out companies mm -hmm. go out of business and like yeah, I like the fact that you said following that asset right so, so this way you can develop that rapport right. quick commercial break if you're interested in a career in real estate or you're a seasoned vet and you might want to change new environment you don't like the atmosphere you're in the Headley Group Realty could be there to assist you with your career what do we offer great culture great environment leads and an awesome commission structure. Let us be there to support your business. One thing, you gotta be in the state of North Carolina. Let's get back to the show. I know you said you, you kind of focus solely on the, uh, in the REO space and you do some traditional sales, but do you have work with any international clients? I figure a lot probably is coming to yeah. the Atlanta market. Yeah, so as far as international, um, I've seen a huge boom as far as investors. Mm. Um, and as you know, the price point for them, especially with investments, they want blood in the water as low as they can go. Um, so again, exactly. I, I just, I, I definitely, um, I work with them. We, we have, we have our marketing um, on uh, Trulia, inter, the, the international MLS for Trulia. Um, so that definitely helps. So, I mean, we mm. do, we get people from everywhere and especially Atlanta is a melting pot anyway. Mm. Um, so definitely international clients do play a big role. I mean, they probably, um, they, not necessarily last year per se as people coming in to buy, right? right. Mm -hmm. But you know, definitely, I mean, internationally, I mean, some of the bar properties are like all over the place. A question I want to ask you here, and I always ask every guest this, um, because I know you're very, very busy. Is there a question you wish I would have asked you that you would like to answer? Are you going to tell them about the package? <laughs> I want you to tell them about the package. My job is to navigate. You've been on this side. You know how it is. What is the okay. package? So each year now, when we go to our conferences, it's usually uh -huh. me and Sabria and a couple other people and so we always hang out um and we have a code word for our asset managers the ones Correct. who get the the assignments the clients Correct. right and so we don't want to be too obvious mm -hmm. so we say they're the package and so um you know we just packages on the move uh, <laughs> exactly. i don't know i don't even know how we got to that but it's just funny, it's funny. It's exactly funny. exactly it was you see we shared that's that our tagline right so. exactly that's our tagline that's uh, so I will uh, ask, we ask every guest this, Mackenzie, to okay. provide us two golden nuggets, right? Whether it's a scripture, a book, a great movie, or something that you could pass along to the audience. What are them two golden nuggets? Two golden nuggets. Um, everything in business is personal. Mm. Okay. Um, no matter how much they say business is business, it's personal. Mm. Um, so just kind of remember that. Uh, and the final thing is, you know, if you want to get in the REO market, don't give up. It's coming. So uh, I think okay. that uh, maybe by the end of the year, we'll see something. So. You know something? That is a beautiful thing there for uh, uh, to have Mackenzie on our show. And again, we really appreciate this. We're gonna no do that. I want to thank Mackenzie Crabtree with real estate experts for giving us her insight and pluses in the real estate business, particularly the REO space. We'll see you next time on Eddie Good Real Estate Show. Take care. Hey gang, I hope you really enjoyed that show. Our guests provide us some great tips and insight and please support them on all social media platforms. And while I'm saying that, support us on all social media platforms and don't forget, watch the entire video on YouTube. We'll see you next time.